Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I would like to present to you the World Champion of the World Podcast. It's your man, Qualified, a.k.a. the Black Ric Flair, a.k.a. the Black American Dream, a.k.a. the most over mid-card talent on the west side of Oahu. What's happening, y'all? It's the first episode of the World Champion of the World podcast. Talking wrestling. I'm finally doing it, guys. I'm finally doing it. Um, all right, so first note, uh, starting off the podcast. Unfortunately, this first episode uh, today is that by, by the time you're listening to it, uh, it'll already be over. But today is the first day. Uh, or today is uh, the G1 special going down in San Francisco. Uh, so unfortunately, at the time I'm recording, uh, I am obviously doing it before uh, the G1 episode comes or the G1 special comes on. So unfortunately, I won't be reviewing it on here. Um, but next week, next podcast, I'm gonna do a whole recap and all that good stuff for you. Uh, also, uh, I tried I checked the YouTube because I don't have the uh, I don't have the channel on my Direct TV package. Pause. Um, but uh yeah mlw fusion i was thinking it was going to be out already this morning um it wasn't so unfortunately uh i didn't want to i didn't want to do like a a week old episode for y'all so uh unfortunately um gonna have to wait till next week to get uh mlw covered on the podcast but still we got a lot of stuff to talk about today man uh there was raw uh smackdown uh impact wrestling nxt um and uh you know just some other some other little notes and tidbits and news that we came across along the way and also uh also did a since uh this was America's birthday week and whatnot happy birthday America uh went back and watched great ba- uh great american bash 1990 so that was the uh that was the event where uh Sting won his first world title so I went back and watched that uh, with some 2018 eyes, and uh, it was actually pretty interesting, man. Some interesting, interesting things that went down on that card, and and just the way that wrestling was presented uh, in 1990 as opposed to 2018. It's just some some interesting stuff. But um, getting officially started, kicking things off, uh, we're gonna talk about Raw since it was uh, at the top of the week. So jumping into Raw, man, a little bit of a review, talking about what happened. I don't know if you guys saw. I'm assuming that you guys saw. If you're enough of a wrestling fan to come and listen to some random wrestling podcast on its first episode, then you probably watched Raw, and you probably watched uh, Ring of Honor, and you probably watched everything else. So, you dig? Anyway, <laughs> um, Raw. Uh, the show started, they did a recap of last week, uh, showing Reigns and Lashley kind of having issues with the revival, uh, then they showed the whole, uh, Rollins and Ziggler, well, not the whole match, but they showed, like, a, some highlights, and then when, uh, when Drew McIntyre got involved, and then the big dog, Roman Reigns, had to come out and help out his homeboy, uh, so they showed us all of that, and then, uh, they did the title open and then we started with the opening segment with the big dog coming down to his yard and delivering big facts uh as as he would as he would believe about uh about lashley 
while he's coming down, commentary is kind of hyping up the feud, hyping up the problems that him and Lashley have been having. Um, so uh, he Reigns kind of starts things off. He he's dissing Lashley a little bit. Uh, he kind of gives a backhanded compliment to the revival. He's like, yeah, you know, they're uh, they're great. Don't get me wrong, they're great guys. They're talented, but I never thought I'd be losing to the revival. So uh, you know, a little bit of that. And then um, one of my favorite things that he's doing right now is he's calling uh, he's calling Bobby Lashley Bob. He's just like, well, yeah, whatever, Bob. No, 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 no. I don't I don't care, Bob. You know, so I I like that. I like that he's calling him Bob. Uh, so uh, he's he's out here. He's talking his uh, Reigns is talking his mess, and he calls out Bob Bob Lashley. He calls out Bob Lashley to the ring. But instead of uh, instead of getting Bob, he uh, he gets Ziggler, he gets Ziggles, uh, Ziggles and Drew, and um, Ziggles and Drew, uh, they kind of they kind of tell him like, hey Reigns, you know you butt you butt into people's business all the time, uh, you stuck your nose in our business, so so now things is going down, basically, and uh, Drew. Uh, while while they they come down to the ring, Drew and uh, Ziggler go ahead and they jump Reigns. They're beating him down, all that good stuff. And of course, burn it down. Our guy Seth Rollins has to run out there and save the big dog. So uh, it's a it's a fiery start to Raw. Uh, you know, a lot of energy. So at this point, it seems like it might be a good show. If you watch the show, then you know. Spoiler alert. It wasn't that. Uh, it wasn't that entertaining, or well, it could have been. Who knows? It, everybody has has their own preferences. Uh, I seen a I seen a lot of complaints about how much the big dog was on the screen, and uh, I guess we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, so right after we come back from break, boom, more big dog. Uh, he's backstage uh, with with Rollins. They bump into Kurt. And they're like, yo, we're trying to fight Drew and Dolph. Kurt is like, no way, man. You got to fight with Lashley. Uh, you know, you and Lashley versus The Revival. We're doing that again. And uh, Reigns is like, yo, man, I'm, I'm down for whatever. I'm, let me fight everybody. And Rollins is kind of like, hey, man, you got to let the big dog do what he's got to do. And Kurt uh, is just kind of like, all right, fine. You want two matches? You got them. So that's what's happening tonight. We got... Reigns and Lashley versus the Revival. We got Reigns and Rollins versus Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. So uh, then we go into the first match, which is going to be broken. Uh, sorry, Woken. <laughs> yes, Woken Matt Hardy versus uh, versus my man Curtis Axel and the B team. Bray is not available. Bray is injured. Uh, hopefully he's all mended up. I guess he's all, he's going to be all mended up by the pay-per-view because they're still announcing the match unless they're just going to pull it at the last minute if he can't go. Uh, so uh, Curtis Axel doing the fake Matt Hardy thing is still hilarious to me. Um, I feel like they are, I feel like him and uh, Bo are having all kinds of fun. Bo is especially hilarious because he's really good at doing the Bray stuff, which makes sense. I mean, they're brothers. But when I watch it, I also feel like He's probably been just like clowning him backstage 
and doing this for uh, <laughs> for a minute now. You feel me? So uh, so it is interesting. Um, it is funny. I like I like where it's going right now. Um, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily feel like an important feud. Um, even though the tag titles are involved, it just kind of feels like something fun. Um, but I mean, I feel like there's a place for that on every show, man. You need some fun stuff. But uh, anyway, so they get into the match. Um, there was a point in the match on commentary. I forget exactly uh, what was being said, but it was just like Cole was just really shitting all over Coach. And uh, I mean, I support it. I'm here for it because I coach i'd rather have booker t back even though booker t would just be talking gibberish sometimes i don't know what he'd be talking about but like get coach out of here man i'm tired of that guy (laughs) sorry coach um but uh oh also when they were doing the whole uh when they were doing the whole b team was doing the whole uh we're the 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 leaders bit uh bo started singing the he's got the whole world in his hands and they had like a little globe uh that for some reason, that just that popped me. That cracked me up. Uh, so I think right now, like what I was saying, uh, sometimes you just need some fun. I think the B team is probably the perfect team on Raw to be feuding with uh, Matt and Bray right now. The Deleters, um, the Deleters. They have. Uh, I'm just. I'm calling them the the, the Deleters. I I think they have a shirt that says that. So uh, the the leaders they they also have like a comedy element to them uh, that's just that's just wacky over the top. Um, but one thing that I did notice commentary kind of trying to make this feud uh, seem a little bit more important and have something going on with it. Uh, I did notice that commentary was just talking about how fast uh, the B team has risen and and what they've what they've accomplished in such a short amount of time they're on this winning streak you know now they're the top number one contenders so basically they're trying to make up for them being jobbers uh for forever but i but i dig it man i'm on board i'm rolling yeah tell me why they're tell me why they're dope i'm with it uh and then cole kind of tried to because i feel like the deleters have been kind of cold um but i mean they're always going to be over with a certain segment of the audience because people just love bray wyatt and the the whole woken broken gimmick even though it lost a lot of steam due to that whole fighting with anthem thing like there's people still people are still down with it you see the you see the wonderful gifs all over twitter and whatnot the twitter uh so why did i say the twitter that's a isn't that like a jericho thing anyway um the the match between matt hardy and curtis axel ends uh hardy uh, hits the post. Um, Axel does this weird finisher move, um, and they win. Axel is up the ramp, and he hits that backpack kid dance. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, then I guess you ain't lit. But uh, um, yeah, so he's, he does the whole backpack kid dance. It's funny. Um, they're a funny team. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Next up, they're telling us that uh, Bailey and Sasha are going to go to counseling, which I don't like this idea. I think it's stupid, Um, but I will accept it if somehow, and hear me out, guys, somehow this leads into women's tag team championships. How? How would that happen, you ask? You know what? 
let me tell you. I don't have music yet, so that's my break music. Um, <laughs> so, uh, basically, what I what I would see happening leads to women's tag titles. Kurt's all like, you guys got to get along, man. I can't have you guys, two of my top female superstars out here, beefing with each other. Which, I don't know why you couldn't have that. It seems like you'd be stoked if that was happening, because now you have, like, some... You're like, oh, you guys don't like each other? Let's have some top-tier matches. But um, I'm thinking that maybe, of course, they're going to pull a little bit from... I mean, they got Dr. Shelby, so they're they're pulling on the Team Hell No. Uh, team Hell No vibes. And then also, I think they're going to uh, maybe pull a little bit from how Sheamus and Cesaro became a team. Uh, so you have them trying to get along, work things out this that and the third and then page announces on smackdown that they're gonna have a women's tag team titles tournament starting on smackdown but it's gonna be across welcome and open to women across all three brands right so then kurt's like hey look we need those women's tag team titles to be on some raw superstars you guys are two of our best and you guys were best friends at one point and you've been a successful team before. That's why you guys got to work it out, right? Uh, and then, so they do, they're playing nice for the whole tournament. In the finals, Sasha and Bailey lose to maybe like some, you know what? You could you could have them lose to like uh, some NXT girls. So that way it's like, oh, okay, Sasha and Bailey are totally going to win this. Then they lose to stay like... Uh, I don't know, man, uh, Dakota Kai and, and Nixon Newell, uh, or I'm, I'm blanking on what her, her, uh, NXT name is now, but, uh, the girl with the shiniest wizard, uh, you can team them up and Dakota Kai and, and, uh, Nixon win the belts. And then Sasha's like, what, how do we lose to like some rookies? Then Sasha finally goes full heel, full boss on Bailey. They she beats her up, and then they start a blood feud. You can run, and I'm I'm saying that the uh, by the way I'm saying that the women's tag team titles, uh, the tournament in the finals, the finals happen at say SummerSlam. So the next couple pay per views, you can we can finally get the blood feud between Sasha and Bailey over the next couple pay per views. Um, and then I would say eventually you have Sasha win the belt, um, which I know is is kind of is kind of tough because we have the whole Ember uh, Ember Moon cash in that's just lurking around. But but I think you could hold off on that. You I I say you could even hold off on the Ember Moon cash in until like the night after Mania or some shit like that, right? So anyway. Um, you have Sasha and Bailey. They have the blood feud. Sasha wins the belt eventually. Um, have Bailey win the Royal Rumble. Uh, but after Sasha wins the belt, separate Bailey and Sasha. After Sasha wins the belt, separate them. Have Bailey feuding with somebody else, doing some other things. Sasha, you know, defending her belt, um, doing some other things. Then. Uh, Bailey wins the Royal Rumble, and now all of a sudden it's like, okay, Sasha Bailey again, blood feud, 
uh, deaded at WrestleMania, ended at WrestleMania. Whoever wins, wins. Uh, show of respect from both competitors. And it's like, okay, we got that out of our system. We fought it out. It's all good. Next night on Raw, whoever's the champ, I would say Bailey wins. Because, I mean, you got to do that, right? Uh, Bailey wins. Uh, and then Ember cashes in on her. And now we can do Bailey and Ember. Um, but. But yeah, man, I just, I, I don't know, like, why are, why are they going to therapy? I don't understand. Like, why wouldn't every, every wrestler who's in a feud with anybody go to therapy? Like, Braun, uh, Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns tried to kill each other, uh, last year, and they, they never had to go to therapy, so I don't understand. But, uh, anyway, yeah, so that's that. I'm not even gonna review the, the segment, really, um, of the of the therapy like i mean sasha and bailey they they did what they could do with it i like uh bailey taking the shots i guess i am reviewing it uh, <laughs> like uh i like bailey taking the shots about uh snoop dogg being sasha's cousin and all that but uh but yeah man i don't know i don't want to see i don't want to see fake team hell no when you have real team hell no the next night uh so moving past that um there was a there was also a backstage promo um kind of Lashley pulls up on Roman Reigns and was like yo man you a troublemaker which i don't know man i guess they they need to they need to give Bobby Lashley some some tougher things to say i know he doesn't have a tough guy voice but like <laughs> you're a troublemaker what get out of here um then uh then uh basically Reigns is like look man Bob, just shut up uh, and get carried to this dub when we when we team against the revival later. So that's that, right? Um, let's see here. So the the next match on Raw after yeah, right? All of that and and no matches. Uh, the next match on Raw after uh, Matt Hardy and my man Curtis Axel, we got Titus Worldwide versus the authors of pain and i feel dad i feel bad for dana brooke because we saw we all saw the tweet she just wants to wrestle man all she wants to do is wrestle and y'all sending her out here with her boys to watch them just get ate up like that's that's crazy i feel bad for her and she's not wrestling so she's just got to stand outside and and like you not you ain't even taking the loss, but you just associated with the loss. You feel me? Like that's terrible. Um, and uh, let's see here. Also, quick observation: um, Have I just not been paying attention to Apollo Cruz? When did he grow this beard? Dude got a whole ass beard on his face now. Um, anyway, uh, the the one thing that the commentary note said that I never knew um or maybe I just hadn't paid attention uh Rezar from AOP he apparently uh practiced MMA and was a world champion kickboxer um not not really much to this match as you would expect it's kind of just like a extended squash uh AOP basically murdered Titus throwing him into the post uh getting him out of there and then they hit the last chapter on Apollo Crews. One, two, three. Yeah, out of here. Um, and that's that. Uh, then we see the big dog again. Um, 
backstage, and Rollins is all like, hey, man, what was Bob talking about? And Green is all like, I don't know, I wasn't listening to Bob. And uh, they kind of laugh about it, and uh, then it's going to be uh, Reigns and Rollins versus Dolph and Drew next. So that's the next match that we're going into, match three. Uh, Dolph, Drew, Big Dog, Rollins, burning it down. Um, the uh, commentary is hyping up the 30-minute Iron Man match, Rollins versus Dolph at Extreme Rules uh, for the IC title. And low-key, actually high-key, that is, I'm feeling like that might be the match of the night. Um, Styles and Styles and Rusev is going to be dope, but come on, uh, Rollins and uh, Rollins and and Dolph, uh, thirty minutes, sign me up. Um, so the third match starts. One thing that I got to say, just off the entrances, I miss uh, I miss Drew's old theme. Was that uh, was it Broken Dreams? Yeah, man, that was way more fire than whatever whatever he's got now but uh another thing i wanted to uh there was a lot of complaints online about roman uh being on the show so much but it seemed like the fans there live like he was actually getting cheers he was getting some pops um crowd pop huge for reigns tagging in against drew and then after he after they tagged in we got a the the what's traditionally been the dueling cena chance Let's go, Roman. Roman sucks. Uh, and that so that's going down. Um, the commentary they let us know that Drew loves to fight, so I guess he's uh, Finley 2.0 now. Um, then uh, during the match, uh, of course, we build to a Seth Rollins hot tag, and I feel like he has one of the hot tags, uh, the best hot tags in the business right now. You tag Seth in, and he just goes berserk, uh, bouncing all over the ring, uh, does the double dive out of the ring and all that. So uh, it's uh, it's it's super exciting. It's, it gets uh, it's it's provocative, gets the crowd excited, it gets people going. They like it. All right, so uh, Seth's doing his thing. Um, then after a while, the revival. They're getting the old school heat on Seth, beating him down, um, and uh, they the revival actually they interfere, so they're they're getting the old uh, DQ. Uh, they're getting the heat on heat on Seth, beating him down. Reigns runs in, boom, shatter machine to Reigns. Uh, so the revival has uh, has just been beating up Roman Reigns lately. Like, what's that about? Um, I don't know if this is a I mean, I guess, I guess this is a push. Uh, I guess this is a push for the revival. It has to be, right? Um, like, what else would you call it? But uh, hopefully, this leads to them getting the getting a run with the belts and actually being the the top guys, the top guys for real. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Um, not cover. Yeah, not. Because there was a couple of segments with the Sasha and Bailey stuff, so we're just not going to talk about that because it's stupid. Uh, let's see here. Owens, Kevin Owens, arriving at the at the arena. Uh, basically, he's he's not he's 
not trying to mess with with Strowman. Um, after last week, uh, Strowman flipping over his car uh, and all that. Um, but they they have a match tonight. They have a match tonight. Strowman and Kevin Owens. So uh, let's see what else happens. Um, Corbin, Baron Corbin, and uh, Finn Balor end up having a little in-ring segment. Uh, Baron Corbin is trying to get Finn Balor to apologize. They had uh, a, they didn't work well as a tag team the week before. Uh, ended up losing. So uh, the constable Baron Corbin is is looking for an apology from Finn. Now, the constable gimmick, the whole Baron Corbin, the constable, I am here for this. Uh, I've always I've always been a Baron Corbin fan. I've always liked Baron Corbin, uh, even back in NXT when he was, when you could count uh, to like 13 and his match would be over and the whole crowd would do it with him. Uh, I was, I liked the whole thing. And then when he became like the, the indie hater, uh, indie killer type deal, I like that. Uh, so I feel like I, I feel like he's underrated, man. They, I, I think they have potential with this guy, and and um, I think that this whole constable gimmick is where we're starting to see it. Like he's just really good in this role of just being like the teacher's pet asshole. You know what I mean? Uh, but he actually has chops and can can beat you up he's like a he's like a suck up bully it's like such a it's like why are you even doing this jerk but uh (laughs) but it works though it's really entertaining i like seeing it um so uh basically they're uh they're going back and forth so it looks like uh finn and the constable are gonna have a little feud and i feel like finn uh like he's a nice guy he's a good guy but he he can take a little he can take some shots there too, man. When he's talking about the TGI Fridays thing, and uh, he's he's just got a he's he's well, I mean, he was the founder of the Bullet Club. He he was a heel, so he's got that he's got a little bit of an edge to him where he can still be a good guy, but he can uh, he can he can take those shots right back. So I think this is a I think this is gonna be a good feud. This is gonna be kind of this is gonna be fun. Uh, I think that they can have some good matches in the ring too. Uh, Baron Corbin uh, is pretty agile, and uh, I think he can. And and Finn can bump like crazy for him, bounce all over the ring, add a lot of movement. Uh, I think this is a. I I think this is gonna be fun, guys. I think this is gonna be fun. Okay. Um, fourth match on the show. Fourth match on Raw. Uh, Liv Morgan. Versus Ember Moon. Not much to say about it except that Ember wins. Um, and then uh, they they announce or they let us know uh, they're hyping an Extreme Rules match. Naya versus Alexa for the belt. Um, let's see what else happened here. Oh, okay. Uh, Mojo Rowley uh, versus No Way Jose. And no one cared. Uh... I like I like Mojo. Mojo uh is he's good at promos, but I don't know, man. And then No Way Jose is is a dead gimmick. Uh it's just not going to it's not going to work on the main roster, I feel. Uh it was it's cool in NXT, but I think it's one of those things that just has to stay in NXT, man. I don't know. Uh and then plus like we already had like 
the failed Adam Rose gimmick. So this whole coming out with the conga line and stuff, like, it just already smells and feels like failure. You know what I mean? Like, from the first time you saw it. So I just, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what they should do with Raleigh because I feel like he has potential. I don't think you just cut him. Uh, I don't know if he's a singles guy, but then I could also see... I don't know if he has the in-ring chops or the style to be a singles guy. But then again, I mean, like, Hogan was great with, like, three moves. So I don't know. I don't know what you do with Raleigh. Um, He's really good on the mic. Somehow use that more. I don't know. Uh, Sign Eli Drake away from Impact and put uh, Mojo and Eli Drake together as just, like, shit-talking heels. That might work. That might be fun. Um, okay. Lashley and Reigns versus the Revival. Um, Reigns, Reigns and basically, uh, you know, back and forth match. Then Reigns and Lashley start beefing a little bit. And then uh, Reigns ends up getting pinned by the Revival, which, wow. Who would have thought, you know? <laughs> so so I'm I'm guessing that after this uh this B team um B team and the deleters thing is that the revival has to win the t- tag titles, right? Like they have to win the titles. And then I say you just make them the best tag team on Raw. Let them do what they were doing in NXT. Let them be top guys. And and I think that that could be that could be a lot of fun. Um cuz there's there's some decent tag teams around, uh, so I think that you know let them be the top guys, and then and then let's go from there. Let's see let's let's see what we can do. Uh, let's see here. Ronda Rousey said that she's buying her own ticket uh, and watching the women's match at Extreme Rules, and uh, you know she's gonna pick uh, she's gonna kick. Uh, Alexis pink-haired ass. That's <laughs> that's how that's going. Um, the main event of the night, if you could call it that, was Kevin Owens versus Braun Strowman. Um, so the match never actually starts. Um, Owens bails from the ring. Strowman chases him around. Uh, Owens runs just completely out of the ring area. Uh and he's hiding in a porta potty. Uh, Strowman like knocks on the porta potty door and puts on his girl voice, I guess. Um, and uh, tries to get Owens to answer. Owens is all like, "Oh yeah, you know, get out of here." And then Strowman tapes everything shut, tapes the door shut, uh, and like basically just drags this porta potty into the arena uh through the backstage by the side of the stage uh does a running shoulder tackle porta potty falls off stage and uh owens is covered in fake shit so and that's how raw ends um so it started off hot and then just died uh if i was gonna pick an mvp of raw um, I go with Baron Corbin. He's living the character, living the gimmick. He's killing it right now. Uh, 
there's a lot that I was disappointed by. I, I'm a big Strowman fan, uh, and I don't like. I mean, I know that there's not really anything for him to do since the champ isn't around. He's the money in the bank guy. Like, you don't really want to draw attention to the fact that there is no champ. Like, what else can he say besides Brock? Once you finally show up, I'm gonna kick your ass. So, like, I don't know. But uh, yeah, man, whatever he's doing with with Owens, like, this is not it. Um, I know he's the monster and that's his thing, but like, I don't know. It's just starting to get dumb, like porta potties and shit. I don't want to see that. Uh, make make Strowman great again. <laughs> uh, then the next night, what's going on? We got SmackDown Live. Now this show was a whole lot better, a whole lot more fun. Um. The opener, they do a whole recap of all the Team Hell No stuff. And immediately I bugged out because I was like, what? Team Hell No was five years ago? It doesn't seem like it was five years ago. That's crazy. Um, Show starts off. Commentary is hyping up Asuka versus James Ellsworth. Um, They're also hyping up AJ Styles versus uh, Rusev singing sidekick. Um... And uh, then Renee is already in the ring. She intros Team Hell No. Uh, Kane first, then Daniel Bryan comes down. Crowd goes nuts. Uh, This segment was hilarious to me. Bryan says that they have a complicated relationship, um, but they always deliver. Uh, Kane is like, yeah, man, we graduated uh, anger management with honors. Kane... uh, says that Daniel Bryan doesn't know this, but a demon has always watched over him, and uh, Bryan's all like, that's not exactly true, and uh, Kane's all like, no, man, we've always been friends, and uh, Daniel Bryan's like, no, man, uh, you tried to end my career, Uh, you gave me a tombstone on the steel steps, and that wasn't even a match, Uh, which is true, this is very true, Um, and then Kane's all like, no, man, you know, move on, and Brian's like, dude, you tried to abduct my wife. And Kane's like, hey, tried, you know? So I thought I thought that was hilarious. Uh, and it was, I think it was a smart way for them to kind of go back because uh, Team Hell No, they did their whole thing. And then uh, when, after Brian won at WrestleMania, like, Kane totally turned on Brian and was like, you know, basically trying to kill him and and whatnot <laughs> so uh so it's nice that they address that in a funny way uh, especially with daniel bryan because he's like that type of character he, like he always like you he doesn't especially now like he doesn't uh like he's he's one of the more authentic real characters like you don't he's not with the bullshit like he'll call it out so uh so it was dope to to see them do that, acknowledge that, and they did it in a funny and entertaining way that was true to uh, what we remember and expected from Team Hell No. So I'm all about it. And plus, if you don't know, I'm a huge Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, American Dragon, Mark, so I'm probably going to like everything he does anyway. So <laughs> I'm being honest. Um, so then uh, the Usos actually interrupt Team Hell No. I'm a big fan of the Us- the Usos as well, so that was cool. Uh, they do their whole uh, their whole Usos promo thing that they've 
they've been doing for a while. That's basically just like a rap. Uh, they call Brian, Daniel Bryan by his rap name, Sweet Beats. It looked like Daniel Bryan wanted to crack up. Um, and uh, they uh, they were doing everything like, hell yeah, hell yeah, making the crowd say hell yeah. And then they were like, uh, is Team Hell No deserving of the getting the match for the tag team titles? Hell no. And uh, he was like, y'all got tag team. This was hilarious to me. Y'all got a tag team shot for hugging? He's like, one, two, three, four. That's four tag team title opportunities because they hugged four times. Uh, so I thought that was that was funny. Um, but um, Brian challenges the Usos to a match. Uh, he's like, oh, y'all talking shit? Let's go. Uh, Kane is all like, hey, man, let's let's wait it out. Let's let's not do this yet. And then Paige comes out her music hit. And I don't know why I don't recognize it, but every single time it's like that scream thing comes out. And I'm just like, what was this? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. But um, Paige uh, Paige comes out and uh, she makes the match. Uh, Paige says that if uh, the Usos win the match, then it's going to be a triple threat match at Extreme Rules for the Smack Team Tag Team Championships. She kind of botched the name. Uh, they showed Daniel Bryan in the ring, and it looks like he was biting the insides of his cheeks to keep from laughing, uh, which was also funny. Uh, after that, Jeff Hardy cuts a promo, has uh, red, white, and blue face paint. Face prank? Yeah, man. That's what we're calling it now. Face prank. The number one makers of face paint. Uh, so they, uh, he, he cuts that promo back there, uh, opens his eyes. Uh, I, I guess they're, they're switching up his character a little bit, um, which is cool. I'm down with it. Uh, they got to do something because Jeff Hardy is great, um, but he's the style that he's had for years. Uh, seems like it, it's, I mean, he's been doing, he's been flying around and taking crazy bumps for 20 years and hasn't really had many significant injuries, but it looks like it's starting to catch up with him a little bit. And if he can add like a little bit more character or something like that, uh, cause he had a match, I forget who it was, was against, but it was like a younger guy and it just seemed like he was so much slower. Um, and there was a lot of. Uh, I know he had a match with, like, Randy Orton, and it was just, like, really old-school WWE-style, but it was... Compared to how they wrestle now with all the indie guys, like, it just it just looked obsolete. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man. Uh, I think they're, they're trying to add a little bit more sizzle to his character to, to kind of mask some of those things that he can't do in the ring anymore but i mean it's it's not even like he fell off super hard like jeff hardy's still the man um okay so he uh they're gonna have the open challenge um then they go to a break uh they come back from break and oscar says everyone will feel the pain and ellsworth is not ready for oscar uh which is facts which is she's she's delivering big facts is what she's doing it's like knock knock what's that delivery delivery for of what a delivery of big facts by oscar 
Um, okay, match one. Hardy comes out for the open challenge. Uh, there's some chick in the crowd who is, like, super into Hardy's music. Like, she's clapping and dancing. And it reminds me of... Uh, I forget what... Uh, I forget what pay-per-view it was. But uh, it was a pay-per-view... You can, if you have the WWE Network, you can look it up. I believe it's in 1998, uh, and they do a shot uh, of the crowd, and you see Stacy Keebler just totally getting down to the uh, NWO Wolfpack theme. I a lot of people have seen it. If you haven't seen it, go look it up. It's probably on YouTube. Just type in like Stacy Keebler Wolfpack or something like that. Um, shout out to Stacy Keebler when I first got on Twitter ever, my first ever Twitter. Um, I tweeted something about her and she tweeted back to me and I thought we were going to get married. We didn't, but shout out to her anyway. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, okay. So the guy who answers the open challenge is the Miz and this is awesome. Uh, cause he came to play, you know what I mean? So, um, God bless John Cena. God bless John Cena for uh, making this whole open challenge thing a thing that they do. Uh, I'm all about it. Um, the commentary, they start comparing The Miz to LeBron, uh, which is funny to me. Uh, they're comparing The Miz to LeBron, saying that uh, LeBron had to make the move from Cleveland to L.A., just like The Miz. So... Um, you know, the Miz is uh, the Miz is is that dude, and and a lot of people follow his lead. So it doesn't surprise me that uh, that LeBron was following the Miz's lead. I don't think that commentary was uh, was just saying that. I think that that's true. I, I believe that LeBron did call the Miz before uh, deciding where he was going to sign, and I believe that LeBron, the Miz, and uh, Bronny Jr kind of talked it out they all talked it out and decided where they were going to go and and that's lakers fans you guys need to start sending fruit baskets to the miz uh and that's that's 100 real that's a shoot another thing uh so this was the first match you know that smackdown they do the uh they do the in the first match they go to break and they kind of let the action go on through the break um, I wish there was an option to still hear the commentary because, like, I'm just used to, like, okay, it's a commercial now, like, I'm gonna go make a sandwich or I'm gonna go do whatever, and sometimes I forget that the match is still there, and I'm just doing, doing my thing. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it was, the match was basic action to start, uh, Miz kind of got the upper hand after throwing Hardy or after having Hardy chase him on the outside, um, Hardy hits a like a crossbody off the apron. Um, this is all during the break, and then once the break is once they come back from break, and you can hear uh, commentary again. Miz is in control, um, but only for a little bit. Hardy gets back into it, gets him down, starts doing the delete hand motions. So I don't know. I don't know what that's because he's I don't know if he's if we're going to transition to uh, Brother Nero or if we're going to start seeing him be a little bit more like Willow uh, or maybe he'll just invent some new 
wacky Jeff Hardy thing. Um, I don't know. Uh, Corey Graves popped me. Uh, he was like, yeah, it's 4th of July, but uh, Jeff Hardy has a Union Jack painted on his face. I thought that was funny. Um, I also laughed uh, when Corey Graves mentioned Rough Rough Ref, like it's a real movie. Uh, that's <laughs> Rough Rough Ref is just funny to me. But it also low-key sounds like something that... Um, WWE studios might make so it's I don't so honestly I don't know who knows if if it keeps getting a reaction we might end up with like some rough rough ref content I wouldn't be surprised um they had a they went to another break came back uh Jeff Hardy crashed and burned into the barricade um Miz kicks out of a whisper in the wind uh the ref catches Miz, has his foot on the ropes, uh, trying to go for the pin. Miz is arguing with the ref. While he's arguing, boom, twist of fate. Jeff Hardy goes up and do a swan, does a swanton. Hardy retains the belt. So uh, keep the belt on Hardy and protect Miz at the same time. I can dig it. Uh, just kind of speeding through the rest of this SmackDown. Um, there was a... There was a pancake eating contest with um, with the New Day. Sanity comes out, beats the shit out of everybody. Looks like we're getting the Sanity and New Day feud. Um, let's see here. Oscar Oscar beats up Ellsworth. Um, he runs out of the ring. She chases him down. Carmella attacks Oscar. Uh, next week we are getting uh, Ellsworth and Oscar, and it's gonna be a lumberjack, lumberjill match. Um, let's see here. Uh, AJ and English was next. Uh, AJ cuts a little promo, says he's proving people wrong. This is the house that AJ Styles built. Rusev is not phenomenal. And then Rusev Machka comes down to the ring, says AJ has never faced this Rusev. He's going to move into AJ's house and kick him out onto the street. Um, then they're, they're having the match. Rusev gets on the match, distracts Styles. Uh, English attacks him. They go to break. Uh, eventually, after break, uh, AJ locks in the calf crusher and uh, English taps out. That's that. Uh, but then Rusev comes in, attacks AJ, locks in the accolade, leaves AJ lying in the ring. Feud continues. Um, the Iconics pop up. They do one of their promos. Uh, Becky Lynch sucks, basically, from, according to them. Uh, Peyton Royce versus Billy K or Peyton Royce versus Becky Lynch. Uh, Billy K tries to run a little bit of interference. Um, it doesn't work out. Peyton Royce ends up in the disarmor. Peyton Royce taps. Uh, the I the Iconics got to get some wins here. Uh, like, yeah, we the promos are great. They're tons of fun, but oh man, we need some wins. Uh, Nakamura backstage. 
He questions why Hardy paints his face, uh, says that Hardy wants to hide. Nakamura says he'll take everything from Hardy, including his title. Um, main event, the Usos versus Team Hell No. Uh, great action, as you would expect. Uh what really stood out to me at the end of this match the usos go for that double splash kane catches both of them by the neck i've never seen this particular counter unless i'm just blanking uh kane grabs them both by the neck choke slams uh and we uh that they win team hell no wins uh bludgeon brothers come out for a stare down into the show uh Team Hell No, MVPs of SmackDown. Everything they did was great. Um, I said it before. It was funny. Made sense. Um, let's give me more Team Hell No. Uh, I only got a few more minutes here, so I'm speeding through everything. Um, NXT, uh, Dakota Kai... And Santana Garrett have a match. Uh, Dakota Kai came in first. Dakota Kai has Bailey 2.0 potential, as far as I feel. Uh, Dakota Kai beat Santana Garrett. Um, the Mighty looks like they're getting a push. Uh, they beat Dozovic uh, in a handicap match from Heavy Machinery. Um, Shayna Baszler comes out and cuts a promo, basically says she's the best in the division. Uh, I'm the most dominant ever, so setting it up for somebody to eventually try to challenge her again. Uh, Oni Lorkin is injured. Uh, backstage promo with Danny Birch says uh, Lorkin's out for three months. Uh, Undisputed Era come in, start talking their shit. Um, Birch challenges Cole to a match that's going down next week. Velveteen Dream versus Donovan Dij or Chris Dijak. Sorry. Um, it was basically a highlight to show you guys that Dijak does have chops, uh, but then uh, Velveteen Dream pulls out the win. Um, Mustache Mountain lets us know that they are coming for the titles. Uh, and then, let's see here. Oh, uh, after the Dijak Dream match, EC3 comes down to the ring. Um, his match is next in the main event, but, uh, there, there was a little bit of interaction between the two of them. So sign me up. I am totally down for a Velveteen Dream and, uh, EC3 feud. Let's do it. Um, Mustache Mountain next week, tag title match again with Undisputed Era. Uh, Undisputed Era will probably win them back. Um, I didn't read the spoilers, so I'm not sure. Uh... So that's NXT. That's basically all the wrestling shows that we cover from this week. Uh, just some quick notes. Great American Bash. I watched it, went back, and and looked at how wrestling was presented back then. The crowds were extremely hot. Um, they were they were into everything. It seemed like the crowds were like the matches that the crowds were most hot for were the tag matches. Like tag team wrestling was on a totally different uh, level at that time. Uh, also, there was some, just some, some fun stuff. Uh, Undertaker, when he, before he was Undertaker, when he was still Mean Mark, uh, shows up, and he's with Paul Heyman. So that's, that's pretty interesting to see. Uh, U.S. title match, uh, The Undertaker before he was The Undertaker uh, versus Lex Luger 
for the title and Undertaker is a Paul Heyman guy. That's was really interesting. Um, Harley Race versus Tommy Wildfire Rich uh, was fun. Uh, another thing that was interesting, a lot of these matches just ended suddenly. Like, nowadays, you can kind of see a finish coming. You can see them working and building towards a finish. Uh, back then, there were... It, it and it almost made things seem more real like there were people were getting rolled up in a small package pause uh people were uh like you know quick ddt uh there was there was also uh tracy smothers and stan lane they were both actual like legit uh karate guys and they had like a little sequence um when it was the southern boys versus uh the midnight express um they had like a little sequence where they kind of brought out some of their karate stuff uh, and it was actually, it was, it was really cool. It was, it was cool. Like it wasn't even, and it wasn't like, it wasn't like super crazy over the top or anything like that, but it was, uh, like it was simple stuff, but it was, it was interesting and it was, it was fun. It was, it was cool seeing it. Um, of course the crowd goes ridiculous, uh, when Sting wins the world title, uh, from Ric Flair, El Gigante was on this, uh, was on this pay-per-view like twice. You could see that they were trying to make him the next big thing but he sucked um but i mean it's not his fault um steiner brothers versus the fabulous Freebirds. uh one of the highlights of that match was the whole crowd chanting michael is a bitch so at michael hayes uh i don't know what the hell they were wearing like this sparkly stuff wearing makeup like it's really weird 1990 late 80s was a weird time for wrestling, I guess. Every every time's a weird time for wrestling. Uh Doom versus the Rock and Roll Express. Uh JR had some zingers. He was talking about Teddy Long. He said his mouth is so big he can whisper in his own ear. Uh so damn. But uh but yeah man, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Impact. Uh Impact Wrestling. Doing these quick hits. Only got a few minutes, man. Um they they kind of showed all the storylines um kicking off the show kicked off uh rich swan versus phoenix uh that match was crazy um it was really fun they did a they did a spot where uh phoenix did a cutter on rich swan and rich swan kind of like uh did a handstand and got out of it that was crazy uh the rich swan the multiple kip up spot that he does big fan of that phoenix did some bouncing around on the ropes that i don't even know how to explain ove uh phoenix wins uh ove comes out and they attack uh pentagon chases them off but actually it's not pentagon it's sammy callahan uh, the real pentagon oh rich swan comes back tries to save him then the real pentagon comes down saves everybody um let's see here i'm not going to talk about everything that happened on this show running out of time uh killer cross makes his official debut um and beats beats up Falaba. i'm not familiar with Falaba really um as i i I hadn't been watching impact for a little while so there were some new faces to me km was there when i stopped watching and um i want km to leave (laughs) um uh Backstage promo, Jimmy Jacobs is with Congo Kong. Main event is Congo Kong versus Brian Cage. Um, Jimmy Jacobs says that Cage is not a machine. He's just human. Um, Jimmy Jacobs says he's a princess and he always gets what he wants. 
there's a cool backstage promo. Austin Aries is talking about how he got started in wrestling. Uh, he got started in wrestling, but Moose failed at his first career. That's why he's here now. Um, also says, good thing that Moose's mom doesn't love winners. So that's going to be an interesting match. Uh, Tommy Dreamer and Eddie Edwards have some some issues going on. Eddie Edwards thinks that uh, Tommy Dreamer is boinking his wife. Tommy Dreamer thinks Eddie Edwards is crazy. Blood feud. Big match going down at Slammiversary. Uh, that actually should be pretty good. Um, main event. Main event. Uh, Brian Cage gets the win over Congo Kong. This match was crazy. Congo Kong does a Hurricane Rana. Uh, Brian Cage does a somersault plancha out to the outside. Good stuff. Um, Conan. They end the show. Conan uh, calls out... Uh, Eddie Kingston says he's the one who attacked him back in April. Uh, Eddie Kingston based, uh, basically admits to it. Conan calls Eddie Kingston a glory hole. The, ch- the fans chant glory hole. Uh, but Eddie Kingston has an ace up his sleeve and brings back Super Mechs and Homicide. The real LAX 5150. Uh, and so that's how the show ends. Um... And that's that's basically how our show ends as well. Um, just some quick hits, right quick before I go. Uh, some news that's floating around out there. D'Angelo Williams is headed back to Impact Wrestling. Uh, so holler at me on Twitter at Champ Podcast. Uh, do you guys care? Do you guys care about D'Angelo Williams coming back? He looked good, and he had only trained for like a couple weeks last time. Uh, so that's that's interesting. And then uh, I don't I don't want to be one of those podcasts that get into like gossip and stuff like that. Uh, but I don't know if you guys have seen on Twitter uh, some, some interesting, just some, if it's true, it's terrible. Uh, Taylor Hendricks uh, kind of saying some stuff about Jay Lethal letting her know that uh, because she didn't, you know, uh, get down with the get down. That's why they were keeping her off TV. Um so that kind of sucks. That definitely sucks if it's true. That's not the kind of stuff you want to hear. Uh, I've, I've always been a Jay Lethal fan. Um, if if this is true, then he's not the dude I thought he was, and that kind of sucks. Uh, but, um, yeah, man, this is the first episode. The World Champion of the World Podcast. Uh, we're going to wrap it up right here. I'm your man, Qualified. And, uh, yeah, man, stay tuned. We're here every week now. We out. Peace. I'm going to smoke a blunt.